0: a live studio audience today okay we have our cat kathy is in the background very playful as soon as i said her name she looked up
1: she knows her name now yeah she's unstoppable
0: she's very smart
1: she is in a box right now though
0: yeah an open box she's it's it's like you know no she likes to go in and play in it Mm -hmm. we don't keep her in a box
1: no, that'd be mean. That would be very mean. Why would you want to keep her in a box? I
0: wouldn't. I said we don't. <laughs> I'm clarifying. Mm, That's not sounded, what we do. That
1: sounded like an idea you were interested
0: in, though. And you know me and my ideas. They're very silly. They're very silly,
1: and they fill your head.
0: <laughs> they do. It's all filled filled up with silly your ideas. Your
1: whole head is filled with ideas.
0: Anyway, we got a show. We got a, we got a grand, not an AEW home run coming up. Not an AEW double. Not an AEW triple. No. An AEW triple play where you get you call AEW and they subscribe you to internet, cable, and uh, a landline phone. Mm-hmm. We got AEW Grand Slam.
1: We're looking forward to it. We're going.
0: We are going. And uh, I mean, we, I've been to every one so far.
1: We'll be covering it live. Well, I'll be covering it live on Twitter, maybe.
0: <laughs> we, this is John down in the fields of. Oh, I'm being told by security to please shut up and get out of the ring. All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing during, um, well, a big match that's going to happen. Do you want spoilers for Collision?
1: What? Yeah. Yeah, what? I
0: know. It'd be funny if you said no, and then we had to just stop. Yeah. Like what? like, what? Oh, no. I mean, yeah. Um, but we're doing a match that we're going to do at Dynamite Grand Slam. Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli. I believe title for title. So it's ROH World Title for New Japan Strong Openweight Championship.
1: Wow, Big sounds deal. like Eddie's um on the verge of something here.
0: It is. It was a little weird that he lost specifically to Claudio at uh, All Out because it seemed like they were going to have him pin Claudio or at least pin Wheeler Yuta to then get a title shot. You know, look strong, right? But they didn't. They just had him uh, lose.
1: They wanted the chip on his shoulder to get a little bit bigger.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, it was actually kind of almost interesting because sort of the, the classic thing is to do to have Eddie uh, or to have, it you know, whoever's going to challenge a champion, pin them in a tag team match. That's like mm-hmm. a WWE trope at this point. And, you know, it's a totally fine thing to do, but WWE does it like with every championship feud or like every other one. Mm-hmm. It's on almost every episode of Raw and SmackDown uh for the last like 10 years basically they've yeah. done that uh but they didn't do that this time in fact they had the guy who is going to challenge lose again to the guy who has the championship but you know it's almost kind of more interesting that way even though it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but
1: i mean maybe claudio will win the new japan
0: <laughs> maybe title. he will maybe he will win the strong open weight championship but we don't know um
1: we're just a couple of marks we
0: are just a couple of marks a yeah. couple of marks Stupid marks.
1: I uh, do we ever get like a full accounting of why? I know that their feud goes back to their days in ROH together. Their go their their day their day goes back to Chikara.
0: Chikara yes. The
1: the the feud goes back to their days in Chikara, which is a wrestling school fun. slash promotion. What yes, it's defunct now, but it was a big wrestling school slash promotion. And do we know anything about what their beef actually started
0: as? They've never really said 100% what it is because they're, um, I think it's very, like, not kayfabe what happened. I think Claudio was supposed to, like, lose to Eddie or something, you know, on his way out of Chikara before he signed with WWE uh, in, like, 2012. And it seemed like he left and, like, just didn't lose to him so i think it's kind of hard for them to like literally say what it was but they still want it to be based on that like reality so eddie kingston was very mad at him because he didn't do business so he just keeps saying like you didn't do business because they on collision this week they had a little sit-down interview and they've kind of touched on this before where they say like you know you didn't do business when you were leaving the independence um
1: was he maybe not allowed to
0: i don't think wwe would have been able to or care that much to tell Chikara to like what to do with their booking Mm -hmm. Um, because they don't,
1: well, they could have told him though, if Claudio had signed with sure, they
0: could have been like, don't lose. That's what I mean. Is like, maybe
1: they were like, no, you can't do that last show. And then they just, Oh yeah. Yeah. They
0: could, they could be like, yeah, you can't, you had to start early or something like that. Yeah. Or we just
1: don't want you to lose on another promotion and then debut on ours. So like, no,
0: yeah, they could have. Yeah. I think it feels more likely that they could have been like, they've, I mean, because they would do something sort of petty like that, where they'd just be like, oh, you're doing that show where you're going to lose? N- no, we're going to start you early, so you can't do that show. Right, you know yeah, what I mean? that's what I More mean. More so than, like, affecting the booking. but Yeah, I don't think um, they would have
1: talked to ROH. I think they would have just said it to Claudio when he was signing.
0: Yeah, so maybe that's why, um, but who knows? You know, and they've also sort of said that it's, like, related to uh, Claudio saying that Eddie Kingston has had, like, a lot of potential, but he's, like, lazy, basically. Um, and he's like, you should be in the gym working out. Oh and yeah, he doesn't want to. You know, a real muscle guy. He is
1: the a Black muscle Blue guy. The Blackpool Combat he's Club is guy. very into. You know, they see. It seems like a place where because John Moxley is building a a gym in his basement for them, and it does feel like they are just like the the bad guys from Dodgeball. You know, oh, yeah, just yeah. like really aggressive working out happening, and for sure, Eddie Kingston is the good guy. Is Vince? Is um, what's his name? What's that actor's name?
0: Wait, who's in guy? Dodgeball? Justin Long?
1: Yeah, Justin Long was in Dodgeball, but the head guy, Vince, what's his face?
0: Oh, Vince, wait, why? No, Tall wait. Tall guy. No, um. You know who I'm talking no, about, right? No, of course. Right? It's, Wedding it's, Crashers. Yeah, uh, uh, why, um, oh my God. Fuck him. Why is this not, he was I not want to say Vince Russo. What's it's the, not, the
1: movie he was in with John Favreau? Swingers. <laughs> Vince. This? What's this his, his name? His name is Vince, but I can't think this of his last so name. Silly. This
0: is silly. is one of the most famous actors. Oh my
1: God. We're freaking out right now. We I grew up on this man's movies. This I'm so- looking at no wait, that's He's still- so muddy
0: he doesn't even know it. You know, yeah. like that I mean what wait, why is this? I why am I blanking? I refuse at- to look this up. This is so stupid. Is it
1: Tom t- is- does it start with a T <laughs> This
0: is like forgetting like Tom Hanks' name. This I know. is like such a silly name to forget. Vincent, How- is it oh Vincent? God. Oh my god. <laughs> This. this is horrible. He was, he replaced Super Dave Osborne, Bob Einstein, on, uh, as, uh, you know, the Funk House, um, Funk right? Yeah, I thought, on, uh, I was looking at a Step Brothers
1: DVD over there and I was like, yeah, I'm looking at a but he's not in Step Brothers, but he's, no, he's in Wedding Crashers. He's in Old School. Old School.
0: I mean, this is so stupid.
1: It's funny because this is a wrestling podcast, so my brain keeps going McMahon. Also, Vince McMahon. And I'm like, no, not in, him
0: uh, he was also in, uh, um, fighting with my family.
1: Yeah, he was.
0: This is so because I know that my brain has all this information. I just we
1: have it. We know his name. Vince? His name is Vince. We can't think of his last name.
0: Maybe you know what it is. Maybe he signed with because we did fighting with my family, and he signed with WWE. They actually deleted his last name
1: from everyone's mind. Yeah,
0: so it's like he can only be one name. This is a. Vince, it's funny because anybody listening to this is going to be screaming s- at the top of their lungs.
1: I know. I'm sitting here. I'm like Vince McMahon. Not Vince, D'Onofrio. Vince Russo. Vince D'Onofrio.
0: Um. I don't think anybody's ever called him Vince D'Onofrio, but it's very. I do
1: all the time just to be oh, funny. Vinny um,
0: D'Onofrio. Vinny D'Onofrio is definitely a guy my dad knew I'm, growing up. I'm,
1: I'm. I'm. I think I'm going to Google it. No, you I,
0: can't. You can't. Vince I, Moore is a guy I know. Very funny guy. <laughs> Vince uh, Moore. He's a, a very funny improviser. <laughs> You
1: do a good impression of him too. Yeah, um, I would
0: do it, but I. No one's gonna get it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's. It. Yeah. He's got a deep voice. Very friendly. Very funny.
1: He's very friendly. Has a cool
0: wife. He does. Um, um but it's not the guy we're talking about. No. <laughs> He's, um. This, this is, is so stupid. <laughs> we are not editing any of this out. We are old, is what this means. <laughs> Let's talk we about we are where we're old
1: going. people. I feel like it's Thompson or something. It's not. <laughs> It's like a T name. It's like a very.
0: It's not Vince. Does it start
1: with a V? Is it like Vince v something? I just can't believe how there's nothing in my brain right now when I go to that little filing cabinet. If you had
0: asked me 10 minutes ago what his name was, there would have been no issue. I would have had it ready to go. I don't know I if it's because you, you forgot it. I infected and then I couldn't, you. Because John Favreau, I got with no problem. And John Favreau is like almost less well, famous.
1: Yeah. No. Well, I think John Favreau is more famous now.
0: He is, but he's also less famous as an actor. He's and more famous as a writer and director. Vince
1: Russo, but that's not even like a person I should know. No, I know. That's like somebody that I know against my will. This is... Owen Wilson and Vince... I keep thinking, I, if I think of it in a context. He was in
0: made. <laughs> <laughs> made is a pretty good movie. Made. there was a scene in Maid, as in, uh, like, M-A-D-E, like, you're a man, because they get involved. It's him and John Favre. They get involved in the, the mafia. There's too many and, Vinces. And the, the boss of the mafia is, like, gives them money to, like, complete their task. He's like, that's your per diem. And then Vince is like, that's my per diem, Yeah. He's like, really tall. He is. This is crazy. This is so stupid. Vaughn. Vaughn, yes. Vaughn. Vince Vaughn.
1: <laughs> I knew it was a V name. I said it was a V. And you laughed.
0: I you was laughing at the situation. At Vince Vaughn.
1: Vince Vaughn. I want it on the record that I remembered it. The title I of won. this
0: episode is Vince
1: V. Vince Who? Too many Vinces is what it's called. That's true. Because there are too many. There are too for many as, Vincents involved in wrestling. For as odd a name that Vince is, because I do think Vincent is like a very.
0: I think maybe you just didn't grow up around enough Italian people. That's because true. Because there were plenty of Vincents yeah. around.
1: Okay, that's fair. Yeah.
0: My dad, well, there weren't. his name wasn't Vincent, but my dad knew like three guys named Frank and would often hang out with like all of them at once. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Going but, to meet the Franks. What were we talking about?
1: We were talking about Vince Vaughn. Um, well. Oh, we were talking about oh, dodgeball. Eddie, and how yes. Claudio Castanelli yes. is like. The Vince Vaughn. We, by the, the way, neither the one of us are stoned right now. Or no. drunk in any way. This no. is us completely stone cold sober. Mm-hmm. Just trying to live our lives. I had a single hard seltzer our lives. last night. Yeah, we're just trying. Like we're, 8.30. This is, this is how hard it is for us to just, like, get through the day. This is like a preview of what it's and like we we're
0: lucky we remember our cat's name honestly no i'm just kidding we love her yeah she's right over there sleeping right anyway off camera. so
1: eddie kingston is like the vince vaughn dodgeball yeah. people and, and then the and, and, and then it's like the O'Connor ben ben, of, ben stiller I, have so, oh. I
0: wanted to do a little a little second beat but it would have been <laughs> artificial but so i bring this up because i'm trying to figure out because eddie has lost a lot of title matches at this point he did win that new japan strong openweight championship Mm -hmm. but you know he's lost to claudio previously for the roh world title Mm -hmm. and actually last year at grand slam there was an roh world title change because that's where chris jericho won the title from claudio um who he then lost it back to at final battle in december but uh so there's precedence that this title could change hands but like I love Eddie Kingston. I think he's like one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. Uh, I think he's one of the best and I'd want him to be like the ROH world champion, the AEW world champion. But my question is, does it work better for him to lose more of the time? Does, is he a character that works better almost getting it and then just not overcoming, you know, like not reaching the mountaintop? Because he is a guy, you know, he's like an everyman. It's hard for him. You know, he's got to struggle. You know, struggle, you know and Claudio is like, like a god. You yeah, know I, mean?
1: I know. I think you're right, actually. I think it does work for him to keep losing. But I think he needs to lose Dirty. Yeah, like he need, he can't lose clean. He needs to be cheated out of it sometimes. They're yeah. like they cheated lost, out of it every time. He already lost clean last time because I think called, that yeah. appeals to like the everyman thing of like, oh, this guy could really succeed if the whole world wasn't stacked against exactly. him. Exactly, <laughs> because uh, I do feel like that's the vibe with Eddie. Is like, oh, he could he could have been like John Cena, but the whole world was literally stacked against him um, from the get go. Yeah, and he's his whole thing is like being kind of dark and twisted because of that.
0: Yeah. Um and because like the world <coughs> in his life kind of was stacked against him. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's yeah. like
1: he he hasn't he didn't have that like didn't have that like Disney channel upbringing, you know. Bro. No. Bro, I grew up around drug addicts,
0: alcoholics, junkies. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so I mean might but, but I think something to also note is that even if he does lose like most of the time, he probably should win sometimes so it probably would work oh yeah with the perfect i think the pocket for a character like him is to lose like nine times out of ten and then on that tenth time he wins the roh world title but he only has it for like a month and then he loses it like quickly you know, like not immediately but like he'll have it for a couple like maybe a couple months and he has mr a tony
1: the- khan takes it away on some technicality a mm-hmm. month later he's like oh, it file your paperwork yeah. um and i'm sorry but uh we there's nothing we can do uh the paperwork was not filed in time and um so we have to rescind your title
0: i love every week tony khan on this show sounds more and more like morty um <clears throat> <laughs> <coughs> he is
1: our little morty he is our little morty. We love him
0: what was that show that we pitched vincent vincent tony Oh yeah, Vince like McMahon Vince as the Rick. Rick and and yeah. yeah. Look, I was Tony. just going
1: to say what I want to see for Eddie Kingston is I want him to be like he play like somebody's uncle in like a Netflix oh comedy God. series. You know what I mean? Like I literally want him to play like or like being like this fool or something, like a mm. show like that where it's like He just shows up and he's somebody's uncle who's around. You know. Who offers advice.
0: Obviously, you meant like a single camera, like, you know. Yeah. Current sitcom. Yeah. But my brain immediately went to like what is sort of still prominent, but less prominent, a multicam, like classic sitcom. That would be funny, too. And him coming in, he's like the guy that lives with the family. Like he's the brother, the the uncle that lives with the family. That would be
1: very funny, too. Like,
0: yeah, I live, you know, upstairs. And he's like. You know, all gruff, but he also has, like, a heart and he teaches the kids lessons, you know? hmm Oh, man. Can hear Happy days, but instead of the Fonz, it's just Eddie Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome.
1: You could write that right now.
0: Yeah. You could do it in the 90s. I mean, anyway. Anyway, but yeah, so that's my thing. I think that's the pocket for Eddie Kingston. Yeah. He loses a lot, as much as I want to see him win, and I do think he's got a good shot And when they were actually kind of a little bit unclear uh on collision if it was going to be for both like title for title because he first said put your roh world title online then he was like you know better yet i'll put my strong open weight championship on the line so if it's just for the strong open weight championship then eddie kingston i think will definitely win and if it's title for title who knows let's
1: see i don't know um but what else is going on we've got io and oscar finally oscar
0: ayahuasca everybody uh yeah so i i haven't been keeping up this well I, I i keep up with smackdown my fingers on the pulse of what's going on smackdown i
1: with wwe you you've seen me do it i literally watch the clips they post on youtube and instagram
0: yeah i think that's the best and that way. is how
1: i consume the show pretty much on a week. and of, then i watch
0: the pay-per-views <laughs> i think that's kind of all they want
1: i know uh, honestly like yeah
0: i mean it's maybe not what usa and fox want
1: no, but I think that that's how that's why they post so much because they know that people are not going to sit there and watch six hours plus of just their product every week. Yeah, and um, I, yeah, they
0: like nobody's going to watch like if you had a show like Dynamite and then another show like Rampage and another show like Collision, Collision, like no nobody's going to have so much time on their well, hands to watch <laughs> all of those in their entirety. Yeah,
1: like that would be every sick. week. Like, what are you going to do? Like, wake up on Sunday and watch Collision.
0: Or make sure you have no plans every Saturday night to watch it live. That's like so
1: so insane,
0: stupid. Who would do that? What do you? You know.
1: Anyway, we do that. Um, Uh, Yeah. So. (laughs) And I'd like to blame it on the podcast. Even if you have like diehard fans, people are going to miss an episode. So I feel like that's why a lot of these promotions put so much on there. A
0: lot of WWE shows are replays, recaps. Oh yeah, they're definitely filler. It's a lot of it's clip shows. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of filler. Um, and so anyway, but this next week, something that's not going to be filler is next week on SmackDown, yo sky defending the WWE women's championship against Asuka.
1: I might have to watch it.
0: I might have to watch it as well. I always worry with these things that it's going to be like, you know, obviously that could be like this incredible match and they have like a lot of history, not in WWE, but elsewhere that they could build on that they could reference. Like they were in a group together. Mm -hmm. Um, and apparently they have never had a one-on-one match um but you know it's they seem- kind
1: of faced off at war games once they um, did yeah
0: and it seems like
1: and that was very exciting and everybody popped when they started facing off against each other and then wwe waited like a year and a half to book them in a match together
0: <laughs> yeah and it's like you know it's on smackdown it's all
1: about what the fans
0: want well they they put smiles on people's faces yeah, you know if they, if
1: they notice people if they notice people want something they'll uh do it Two years later.
0: Yeah. And then, like, with the least fanfare possible. Yeah. But, it, you know, at, with WWE, you can't really worry too much about, like, fantasy booking it or, like, if it just happens at all. Like, a great example of this is Big E winning the WWE championship. He was, like, one of my favorite wrestlers. I mean, he still is, even though he's, you know, out still. But um, I wanted him to win the WWE title so bad. And the way they did it was he won money in the bank, which was cool. But then he won it by like cash. He was like, I'm going to cash in the money in the bank contract tonight. And then the whole night after Bobby Lashley, like defends it against somebody else. And he's like the whole night on raw, people were like congratulating him as though he'd already won it. Mm-hmm. And it was very silly. Cause he was also a baby face. So it was like, this is not a very noble way to do this, <laughs> you know? And it was also just so, cause it wasn't even like they took away the surprise of it happening because they said it would happen ahead of time and then reminded everybody throughout the entire night it was going to happen. And then they didn't even have like a real full match because he just came out after Bobby Lashley had successfully defended the title. I think it was against Miz. And then he just beat him in like a couple minutes or something, you know, a money in the bank thing. But, it, and so it's like, it wasn't like there was not really any buildup. There wasn't like a feud. There wasn't a big long match where, you know, where like you, you know, a roller yeah. coaster ride. It just kind of happened, not and like you the just...
1: MJF Moxley thing from Full Gear last year, which I thought was such a great way for someone yeah. long anticipated to win the title.
0: Exactly, and there wasn't, you know, anything to it at all. So, but it's WWE, so it's just kind of like moments, and you just have to appreciate when the moment happens. It's mm-hmm. like great, Biggie won it. He had it. He had a moment. It's funny because they, you know, they say there's that old saying that's like it's not about. You know, the destination, it's about the journey. Mm-hmm. Or it's the journey, not the destination, whichever way it goes. And in WWE, it's definitely about the destination and not the journey. Yeah. 100%. It's just about the hitting the destination. Like, sometimes the journey's fun, you know. Uh, like. But a lot of times, it's just, like, it's, kind it's of just a, moments. It's,
1: yeah, it's moments. It's a series of pictures. Like, they yeah. want a series of images to that's, reel together into a clip show.
0: That's why their video packages are so good. Because it's, like... Then you cut out all the extra stuff and then you have a story. Yeah. Like I remember one of the best video packages I've ever seen from them was, and I had not been, wa- I had kind of recently stopped watching Ron Smackdown regularly. Uh, and then they were teasing Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins getting back together and maybe Roman Reigns reuniting the shield after Seth Rollins had famously turned on the shield
1: mm-hmm. and been
0: like a little asshole for, uh, a year or for a couple of years and so Rollins was like I feel bad you know please like I want you to trust me again and Roman Reigns had like kind of accepted him back and Dean Ambrose like wouldn't accept him uh and it was just this like thing where like will they won't they every week and then finally he because they had their little like shield you know fist bump thing and finally Ambrose did it and they were back together uh and it was like you know i hadn't been watching it the little teases every week and i just watched the video package and i was like yeah like this is yeah. awesome and i was so into it and then they won the tag titles together uh and it was great yeah um i think our cat great. is snoring
1: our cat is snoring she, i was gonna try to get a mic up to her but i think if i do that she'll wake up she will but it's really cute when I know. she snores
0: it's just like a little honk
1: it's the teeniest it's just tiniest like a little, little noise let me see if I can get it on mic. Hang on. She just woke up. What? Oh, damn. I, as soon as
0: you said that, I just saw her. eye go.
1: Yeah. She's like not into being famous. Um, she's, it's
0: almost like she had heightened senses. Anyway, it's funny that I, t- I brought up, um, this women's championship match and then talked about a bunch of other stuff, but I think what I'm trying to say is you just have to appreciate like it's, you know, this could have happened at Fastlane. This could have happened at WrestleMania, like a big thing, but it's like, it would have been great at WrestleMania. yeah But it's like sometimes at WWE, you just got to appreciate that it's happening at all anywhere. yeah So I worry sometimes with TV matches from WWE that they're just going to kind of be like, like even though they could be these incredible stories and matches, it's just like, kind of like, well, that was a great, you know, I mean, that was a solidly worked safe match or whatever. I mean, all matches should be safe, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, I worry about that sometimes. But I'm gonna give this a chance because I think this could be incredible, obviously. And I wanna, you know, just I think everybody should check this out. Yeah. If you're looking for a reason to watch WWE, this is it. That's it. And who knows? Maybe they'll do a disqualification finish into another match, which is a classic WWE thing. Um, There you
1: go. All right. uh, Next, you want to talk about the bloodline? I mean, but the bloodline has. Falling.
0: That's the thing is now judgment day seems like the big thing. And I think I talked about this a little bit, maybe <clears throat> I think the bloodline is like, really they missed the, the ending to this. And there's been a lot of great moments. Like, honestly, I, I really was eating up all the matches post WrestleMania, like the, the Usos versus Roman Reigns and solo. And like, you know, uh, Roman Reigns and <clears throat> J Uso and stuff. But the problem is, I still haven't seen anything that convinces me that he shouldn't that Roman Reigns shouldn't just have lost the titles to Cody Rhodes. Of course not. There's no reason for him not
1: to, other than that, like they weren't gonna put it on Cody. Like they just weren't.
0: They're also like kind of artificially stretching out this Cody thing. I mean, the Lesnar feud was fun. Well, the Lesnar matches were fun. The feud was very way too elongated. Because they like they have to fill time and they have to keep finding reasons for him not to go after a title again and it's just like you know it gets to be very hollow after a while and it's like well they were just waiting until this WrestleMania time again. <laughs> um and it's just like too much time to fill. <clears throat> Sorry. And then they're very I'm just getting choked up <laughs> by Cody Rhodes. You know and uh and also and they beating well, him and, and beating him it, and beating it. And then so at first, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe we'll do, you know, they'll they'll have this story make sense. And it's like, oh, it's, it's even more satisfying later. But the way I'm seeing this is like <laughs> they could have had Cody win the titles and it would have been a great moment. And he could have just been the champion doing his champion thing. He could have even done the noble, like Cody Rhodes style thing of being like, I shouldn't have both of these titles. I'm going to split one up and return. I'm going to stay on Raw with one probably the WWE title and return another one, the other one to SmackDown. And then you don't have to create a third world heavyweight title just to like, you know, out of thin air. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what they ended up doing. And then you could have absolutely done it. Every single bloodline match, the same way they did it with the Uso splitting off. And then you could end it at SummerSlam with Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, which is still the last thing that they've done. And Roman Reigns, the whole time has not defended the title. Like he didn't defend the titles between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there were other things being built, right? It was just that. And then you could have had Jey Uso win the title or beat him at SummerSlam without having to worry about putting the titles on him. Cause I think they were still, you know, like didn't want to put the title on Jey yeah. Uso. Yeah. And this way you, you can just have Jey beat him and then it's done. Cause now what's happened is Jey has basically just like gotten tired of the story and left it. Yeah. Which is Well, there's
1: nowhere else to to go. Exactly. Like, what else are you gonna do? Like it had (laughs) a very natural ending point that they just ignored because everybody knew. Like, I mean, you had to have known, like we all knew they weren't gonna put the title on a guy who just came back from a challenger brand. Like they just weren't gonna do it. When have they ever done that? (laughs) Did they do that during the WCW stuff? Did people come over from WCW and immediately win the title?
0: Um No. Also, it's funny because the end of the the whole WWF versus WCW invasion thing, like the final thing that it came down to was a Survivor Series match with the winning team. Like, the losing company would go out of business. And the final two were Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Mm -hmm. And it was very funny because, yes, Steve Austin had been in WCW and had a long career in WCW, but he was mostly a WWF guy at that point. So it was basically just the two top stars in WWF yeah vying for it so it was very much like and then they brought the wcw guys in slowly and they all just kind of lost to triple h over the next couple of years yeah like they're um,
1: never gonna because i mean especially when you got somebody like paul Heyman involved you got to assume that like he's back there reinforcing the idea because if they let if they put the strap on cody it says to the audience this guy's better than all the other guys we have and this guy came from a place that's like a challenger to us which lends the the credence to the idea that the other place might have better stronger tougher dudes you yeah. know like you don't want to put any kind of good you know shine on that other company so they're gonna the, you know they're i would be surprised if they ever give it to cody cody given that like who knows where it, the, what happened you know well
0: this year in philadelphia cody rhodes the american nightmare is going to hit roman reigns with the liberty bill Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and then yeah. lose in front and of then his then whole lose. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, Jacob Fatu or somebody is gonna debut and low blow him, and that'll just be the end of the match. Um, But he should have just won it. And then Jay Uso, and then like Roman Reigns still could have been breaking down because Jay Uso was also like the protagonist of the yeah. blend in the story. Like he was the one with the arc. Um yeah. And then it's just funny because he was like, once Jimmy turned on him, he was like, you know what, I'm out. And then he just literally quit the company. And then until Cody Rhodes like brought him to Raw, and now he's got his own story going on Raw where everybody's like doesn't trust him because he spent three years screwing people over with Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. um, which is a fine story, and I like that, and he's got to like redeem himself basically on his own. But that's where the story is, and then the story on SmackDown I think is just that it's like Jimmy Uso is like helping Solo, like, it's basically just Solo Sokoa, and then like Jimmy Uso is like kind of associated with him, but he's like saying he's not, yeah. and it's like this is this is like some. Like the seventh season of a sitcom where the main character has left.
1: It's after Jim and Pam got married and Steve Carell left, and then there's yeah. just like no gas left in the tank, and you're like playing, was, you're like kind of following some side quests, but like.
0: Yeah. I was going to do much older references. It's like when Welcome Back Cotter after Cotter left. And it was, you know, j- just about the sweat How hogs. old are you? Uh. I used to watch a lot of Nick at night. The other one I was going to say is after Richie Cunningham left the happy days, the happy days. Um, I got to get another happy days reference in there, but yes, it's very much like that. It's, it's just like, we don't care about this anymore. We're basically just waiting for Cody Rhodes to go to SmackDown now to challenge Roman Reigns again. And Roman Reigns doesn't even like on the show anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's going on on SmackDown really. Uh, but apparently what I'm hearing is that Fox they canceled like a WWE podcast about recapping like SmackDown on Fox. Mm. And it's, there's rumblings that they might not be interested in continuing SmackDown on Fox, which is crazy because I think that, you know, the ratings have been good for SmackDown and WWE is doing like record business right now. But I, I do think though that they're trying to up the contract. Mm. And even though SmackDown probably gets better ratings than almost anything else, the, the, like, like fox would put in that time slot other than like you know if they could get some well you wouldn't play football on friday but maybe they could make that happen maybe they would yeah. you know but uh except for some other like sport probably is the only other thing that would do better ratings than smackdown but is it worth because they already paid like five billion dollars for this yeah thing so it's like do they want to pay more yeah. you know is it worth that much money to them to also, keep also when does
1: smackdown go up on peacock a month I, later.
0: I, yeah. Raw's and SmackDown's go up a month later. Okay. So it's not like any sort of... But it's on Hulu. It is on Hulu. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that's
1: a big thing right now in just TV in general is a lot of these like cable companies are saying to these networks, like, hey, it doesn't make sense for us to pay you all this money for stuff that you're offering on apps for like a fraction of the cost. Yeah. Because we can't compete with that pricing. And so a lot of them are like, refusing to... Like, there's a whole... We I don't think we have the Disney Channel right now because of this like Disney and Charter are um, which owns I think Spectrum I think no never mind never mind ignore me but anyway there are people who do not have the Disney Channel right now because Disney and and Charter are going back and forth on why why Charter should pay for the Disney Channel when Disney Plus exists like they're like you know if you if you're gonna give this away for 10.99 or whatever why would we pay you
0: a premium to air it? That's true. I just remember that reminded me of literally like 25 years ago when Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was like the biggest show in the world. Uh, And it was on ABC. And then uh, there was like a thing because Disney was fighting with like Time Warner uh, about having Disney channels on Time Warner and ABC was one of them. And then it was like, instead of it was like Celebrity Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, it was like this huge draw and then they were came up with like, they couldn't air it for time Warner customers. And they just had this message. It was like, Disney wants to take ABC away from you. Oh yeah. I remember they made fun of it on SNL. Um, just
1: like with corn cob TV,
0: corn cob at a dinner. um, (laughs)
1: But that's a good way to bring us into um, our new segment called um, Shooting Range. Yeah. So, pew, we can pew, visit, pew, visit pew, the pew, Shooting pew. Range, which is formerly, oh, shoot, formerly Gossip Corner. Yeah. Where we talk about shoot things, things that are real happening in the real world, not the wrestling cinematic
0: universe. So I think all of these are kind of referring to stuff that happened in the wrestling universe, but they're Great. like related to real things. Okay. So on Rampage, the newly minted Mike Santana formerly just Santana. He's returned from an injury, a long standing injury. Um, I just remembered a fourth thing to put on here, but uh, a long standing injury. And he came back and there were rumblings, shoot rumblings that he and his partner, his tag team partner, Ortiz, who'd been together for basically their entire careers, uh, were no longer friendly. Like they didn't, they had some personal issues and they didn't want to be a team anymore. Uh, And so now, but then he came back and they teamed together uh, Mm. at, uh, all in against the, uh, or they teamed with the Blackpool Combat Club against um, Best Friends and the Luchin Brothers and a bunch of other people. There's a lot going on I in that you're going to say Vince Vaughn. Vince. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so they, they worked together, so I was like, oh, I guess they're fine. But then on Rampage, Mike Santana did a sit down interview, like a promo, where he said that he doesn't need crutches anymore he's got to go off on his own and all this stuff and they showed like a clip of him and ortiz and it felt very uh kind of shooty um oh
1: there's a dog, there's a dog outside in the apartment,
0: and kathy does not like the dog Nope, because she's afraid okay. he's gonna find her Well, that's anyway, exciting so yeah so they basically said um he basically said he called him a crutch and all this stuff and he's like i don't want to have a crutch anymore and it felt like kind of disrespectful to him and then ortiz tweeted something that's like this is a great way to talk about a guy like i had your back for years and i find out you think of me as like this crutch well good luck like on your own and stuff and it's like could be leading to like a promo or like promo like a feud or something but it was just something he tweeted you know what i mean it wasn't like it it wasn't on tv it feels like kind of real yeah uh and it i don't know i love santana a lot but I also love Ortiz, and it felt felt a little weird. Yeah, that's, to have that thing call him like a crutch and all this stuff, mm-hmm. especially when they're not like feuding on TV at all. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Right, I mean, I would then, love for them to do a feud. Yeah, uh, actually, this shoot. another thing that happened on Rampage real quick oh, is okay. that they showed a promo for Hook, FTW champion Hook, and then they had, and they to- they showed like how he won the title back and all in and all this stuff. Mm-hmm and they you could hear jr on commentary being like oh he's two young guys you know doing this you know having this match and stuff which is him and jack perry and then they didn't show jack perry or say his name in any capacity they showed him getting pinned, but you couldn't see his face yeah it was very much like when cm punk and the elite were gone for like a year well the elite were only gone for a couple months but like they didn't mention any of them at all on TV. They acted like none of them were there. So, I mean, who well, knows? Well, I'm sure
1: when Jungle Boy comes back, he's going to have a really big pop.
0: And it's also, it's probably, it could be good for him because he really needed, like, yeah. a real character to a thing. Yeah, if um, he can use this, I if think. If he wasn't going to be Hollywood Nepo Baby, Jack Perry, which is still mm-hmm. a great gimmick. Uh, but then the other thing that happened, so.
1: I showed you this.
0: Yeah, you did. Um Upcoming megastar, I think he called himself the meg. Oh no, actually that's Bailey. I think he called himself the megastar. But anyway, uh L.A. Knight was on SmackDown, and so famously, it's a meme at this point. Kevin Nash was on uh, in WCW years and years ago, and WCW used to be called "Where the Big Boys Play," and Kevin Nash was like cutting a promo, and he was saying like, "This is where the big boys play." Look at the adjective, "play." And then so everybody makes fun of it because that's not an adjective, right? It's a verb. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. That's the action they're taking. And so Kevin Nash has been – he's, very, like, a very chill guy, really. I don't think anybody really, like, dislikes Nash. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not now that he's no longer in, like, any sort of creative control position in the promotion that he's in. Um, but he had a uh, – he had some words for LA Knight on his podcast where he was just like, I don't get this guy at all. He's basically just – you know, a uh, like a rip-off of Steve Austin and The Rock. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nash also was plays Tim Robinson's dad in Detroiters. Yeah. um, Big Hank.
1: That's where I've seen him recently. I was trying
0: yeah. to think of it. Uh, he's very good in it. Yeah. And so uh, he's had some choice words for LA Knight saying that he basically just feels like he's a rip-off of like these. And I, I mean.
1: A lot of guys I mean, like that are. You, you know, know, even guys like I mean, that's not like I would never accuse MJF of being a rip off. But I feel like if you're a star of a company and you're like a white dude, you're probably cribbing from a lot of guys who came before you almost like as a as a treat, as an Easter egg for fans yeah. who.
0: I mean, for, for sure. And wrestling has a long history of just taking gimmicks. I mean, Ric Flair took the nature boy thing from somebody else. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people do that. And I mean, also the thing in art, it's a way it's like a solid way to start is just yeah. like copy something you've seen until you figure out your own thing. But
1: I get what um, he means. Like, I didn't really care about LA Knight until somewhat recently. Yeah. Because it did feel like just a million things I'd
0: seen before. He definitely feels like a creator wrestler from a video game in 2001. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's like, I'm not like, it's, I like him uh, well enough. But I do you know, like the, I I support him. I think they should put the titles on him or I, something. Push the, the guy. The he y- got over. The you know? yeah
1: is great. Yeah
0: is yeah. great. I don't think he's bad. You know, he just is no. like, he is very much like he reminds me of and a And everybody... Of Let me talk to you. You know, he does that thing. I saw him
1: on a podcast talking about the yeah and and everybody. And he was like saying that he used to wait tables. And in a kitchen when you're a waiter and you're coming around the corner or whatever, you say corner so that people don't run into you. And he didn't want to say that. So he would say everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked that a lot. So I'm starting. I'm really coming around on LA night.
0: Well, he fired back at Kevin Nash with this clip that you showed me where on Smackdown. He was like, "This is where the big boys play." And if I was a moron, I would say, "Look at the adjective." But I'm not a I'm not a total moron, so look at the verb, play. And so shots fired back at yeah. big sexy Kevin Nash. Mm. So we'll see where that goes. Probably nowhere. But um, it would be cool if they did a match. Why yeah. not? I don't fun think Nash little, wrestles anymore. But fun little moment. He uh, could manage somebody. He could.
1: He could manage Austin Theory and be like, this kid has the right idea of how to do a wrestling gimmick, and we're all like, what?
0: Yeah, he could totally do a heel turn. And yeah. Be, um, like, if
1: you want to be a wrestler with a gimmick, you need to just like wear trunks yeah. and just be a-, a man with muscles who is white. End Strong. of gimmick.
0: Strong words from Mr. Nash.
1: Maybe think of a cool name that's like, seems cool but it's actually not that cool when you think about it because it's like why
0: no it doesn't really Aust in theory, theory. almost there's a pun there but Austin he- theory the
1: name drives me nuts because it's like it sounds like a theory it's like a theory is not a fact it's not a fact and it's not a like cool like hardcore like it doesn't suggest to me like violence or like it's true strength it suggests to me like "Hmm."
0: it's funny when some wrestlers just like pick a regular existing word to be part of their ring name yeah if you just like just take any sort of word that you don't hear a lot and just make it your last name
1: Yeah. I like, honestly, it would make more sense if he had some kind of science gimmick. Oh, for sure. Or some sort of philosopher gimmick.
0: Yeah, that would be if he was like a nerd. If he
1: wore like a black turtleneck and like, you know, not like Christian Cage, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if he just like had some depth to him where he was like doing something and it was like theory. Theory I will beat you and now my, I will test my hypothesis. Uh then then yeah. I'd be in love with it. I'd be over the moon. But it's that's just true. like it's like he just picked a word that he thought sounded cool and didn't know the meaning of or I something.
0: think that's almost hundred percent what happened. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, we don't need Kevin it would also be very funny to have Kevin Nash a literal giant manage somebody and be like twice their size yeah uh which i think would be funny also if you had a giant manager talking about how big and tough you are bless you anyway uh and then a little one last little tiny shoot thing i yeah, saw what did
1: it. nigel mcginnis do
0: um just on uh collision they had a match john moxley and action andretti you know and mox is one of the best in the world and action andretti is very like you know he's got a lot of talent but he's, he's an up-and-comer he's an up-and-comer and there were just a lot of moments in the match where they were like you know, Action Andretti tried to do like a springboard moonsault to the outside, but he went like way to the right. So Moxley had to like jump over and like get his arm out to catch him. And a couple other moments like that, where they like, usually was Action Ugh. Andretti kind of like messing something up or little like a, botch? a little bit of a botch or like a miscommunication. You can kind of see Moxley like calling spots throughout the match, uh, and Ugh. being more focused on like being in the right position than like justifying why he, you know? And so, um, Nigel McGinnis just throughout the match on commentary he was just like justifying things so well about like, <laughs> he was like, Oh, he, w- he said something like, Oh yeah. I remember the two things. One was the close was like the catching of the moonsault. And he was like, Moxley tried to, you know, tried to do an uppercut, do a strike to him at the end that, you know, and it was just like, Oh, that's a great cover up And then it was yeah. another thing where he did this, like, you know, flipping splash to him and then he hit him like way low but he kind of hit him in, like, his left leg that he'd been working. And so Nigel McGuinness was like, right to the left leg. That's exactly what – that shows a lot of experience on action. It actually shows how, like, calculating he really is, and it was just a very – it was, like, made him look a lot – like a million bucks. I mean, that's what you want on commentary. You know what I mean? He justified the hell out of it. And because he's a former wrestler, so he can see when – he can see everything. Yeah, you know, no, and,
1: Nigel's great on commentary. I thought in uh, all in he, his commentary was fantastic.
0: He's great. He really especially when I don't mind him being like a little bit of a heel, especially when he's a heel to like Brian Danielson, because mm-hmm. it's like a guy he had a long standing feud with and it's like he has a history with. But I like it better when he's just kind of like himself and a little playful, but like just calling the action as a former wrestler because he just adds so much expertise to it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was great. Anyway, we can move on from the Let's shooting do the awards.
1: Range. Time for the awards.
0: Time for the awards. Okay, promo
1: of the week. Go.
0: I said Swerve, Strickland, and Hangman, Adam Page, because this is setting up a great feud. Two guys that I think will work really well together, who I haven't seen together, and make so much sense. Um, and I'm really, really excited to see them work together. It's also nice to see Swerve get, like, along um like pr- a bit of promo time and he got to do like kind of the first like long promo in front of the audience i've seen he also revealed that he'd been in the coffin from the coffin match at all in for two weeks which <laughs> was great he was like spending two weeks in a coffin really teaches you a lot of things and he looked like i don't, think I, I
1: don't think I caught that that's hilarious
0: yeah. and he looked like he had bags under his eyes like he looked like he was losing his mind a little bit uh amazing and Hangman. Uh, they did, did have a shout out to teachers because he used the, his wind oh, it, yes. it, that his way. Oh, yes, that was nice. Um, and so it was just like it put two guys who I want to see in a big position because also Hangman hasn't been, he was involved in the elite feud. So that was like, that was yeah, a big that deal. Really that was held prominent. Him back. But he wasn't, yeah, but he hasn't been like involved in like a single thing in a while. And this is really good. It's also calling mm-hmm. attention to some things that he hasn't been reaching a singles potential in a while and also he's been getting a little huskier which i think actually works for a cowboy guy
1: yeah and i mean it's kind of nice because like now that he who shall not be named is gone there's no more restrictions on like you know where these guys can be
0: exactly and what they can do he
1: can do a push for hangman without having to worry about internal politics in that way Exactly, Which and I think nice.
0: I think I'm very excited for where that feud goes. And Swerve sounded great. You know, there was one part where he kind of stumbled over what he was saying, but I think that's just like sometimes when you're improvising it, you might like repeat something. But he really nailed it. Nana was great, just dancing in the background. Um, yeah.
1: and he pointed out he would be the first black.
0: AEW World champion. 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 That was a great pop. Yeah, that was a really good. pop. It was also kind of like almost a little bit of a call out. Yeah, yeah like an sure. indictment to the company because there for old, sure every World Champion at AEW so far has been white. Yeah. Um, so very excited for that. Uh, but yeah, my little runner up thing was just Roderick Strong. We love Roderick Strong. We love him. I love this character so much. Next Strong. Next Strong, and he did his. He's done these promos on Dynamite and Collision about how, like, his. You know his parents weren't really there for him, and he like it's really important to him to have like mm-hmm. friends and family because he grew up like alone. And he's been doing these like sit down interviews, which is great for him because he can like take his time and be calm. And you know, and, he and looks the like neck such brace a... makes everything funny. I know everything he says is funny because such... of the neck brace. Because he has kind of like a whiny voice, so it works really well to just lean into it. And yeah. it's just like he's so over dramatic about everything. You know, he's just like my friend left me and it's like I didn't change, you changed, you know, and he's got these like gremlins with the the kingdom with him, and so that was really fun. I think this is really is a great character for him.
1: Yeah. So my pick, Tony Storm. Tony. Tony Storm. I love it. Is doing something that I have not seen in very long and it's just pure theatrical silliness. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is so fantastic, especially to see on the women's roster, mm-hmm. because so rarely do women get the chance to do something that kooky because they have such limited time. <laughs> but they, they've been like credit to AW. They've been giving her time to like do this. And they recognize, I think, that people are responding to it, which is another credit to them mm-hmm. that they're giving us what we, the audience, want, which is more Tony Storm. And it's yeah. funny because this is the kind of gimmick where it's like, I don't care if she wins. Yeah. Like I'm not here to be like, oh, put the belt on Tony because she's already had the belt. I'm not. I'm like that, actually, that's this- not a thing that I think would even be satisfying.
0: No, this gimmick actually only works if she doesn't win it back. Yeah. So the whole point is that she's going crazy because she lost it.
1: Right. And I love the, like, Sunset Boulevard noir
0: darkness. Oh, it's so great.
1: Um, And I think that that's just, it's just fun to watch. Mm -hmm. It's just fun to see somebody have fun and be silly like that and throw shoes at Mm -hmm. Renee. And and I feel bad for Renee because she's getting that shoe thrown at her every week now. But it's funny. Um, It is. And then the runner-up for mine is Rhea Ripley saying, the bloodline has Fallen mm-hmm. because that rocked. Yeah. Um. And is more evidence, I think, in that moment of why Rhea needs to be treated like she is the leader slash star of the bloodline, which I think they do usually like attribute that role to her because she bosses Finn and Damien around. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I think that they do kind of wink at the idea that she's like the leader of the bloodline, but unfortunately because she is a woman they relegate her to, like, the mommy role, not only because of her nickname being Mommy, but because that's, I think, the way that WWE understands women to be in charge, is yeah. they're, they're mothers or they're nothing. She can't just be a badass, like, general. She has to be, like, Mommy, who's, rele- who's you yes. know, getting involved in little boys'
0: disputes and stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah, she can't just be the, um, yeah. the leader. Yeah, which is
1: a bummer, because, I mean, God, the way she delivered that line was just
0: bone chilling and she's just so cool
1: yeah and it's like you 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 watch her deliver that line and you see how cool she is and how tough and scary she is and you 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 sit there and you go i wish she could fight roman reigns
0: <laughs> i know i mean she keeps beating the shit out of kevin owens which is great i know which uh, you feel
1: like that's a thing kevin owens probably was like hey yes, yeah, yes <laughs> yeah
0: oh for sure 100 um, percent. and uh you know it's, when you talk about tony storm too it's like it's great because roderick strong and tony storm are both great wrestlers that needed this character. Yeah. Because
1: um, Tony, like, we'd commented on this before, but Tony had, in various matches that we'd seen, seemed kind of bored or just, like... Yeah,
0: she seemed like she wasn't super investor. She was kind of trying to, like... Because she she's a great a talent. a
1: lost for a while. And then, you know, the outcast is something, but it's not the most original gimmick, and it's not yeah. the most exciting, fun thing to play with. But the thing that she's doing now, I think, is really fun to play with. Oh,
0: she's very invested. I can't wait to see her, like, wrestle more matches as this character. She needs an
1: assistant. Like, they need to build her a whole world. 100%. She needs to have a whole universe that follows her. She needs to have, like a director yes. who's invested in her. Mm-hmm. She needs to have like a, a, a little an hapless agent. assistant, yeah, an yeah. agent. Oh and God. Yes. She needs an agent. A she needs
0: people to react to her. Yeah.
1: She needs like a whole and to little, react to. Yeah. She needs like a whole crew. She shows up with absolutely. And I they think they to, probably
0: will. Cause she's obviously going to leave the outcast. They got to
1: film remotes of her, like not coming out of her trailer and stuff. You know what I mean? Like they've yeah. got to do, they got to They got to really invest in this. Cause you
0: know, Athena on ROH now has Billy Starks as a minion. She calls her. Yeah, and she's and it's trying great. to get Billy Starks to be mean, and Billy Starks doesn't want to be mean. So
1: maybe Billy Starks <laughs> should be Tony. Maybe Tony's uh, assistant, Tony Storm's assistant. What you could um, do,
0: Sky Blue is over. I think as a babyface, and mm-hmm. she's a good babyface, but she absolutely also needs like something to get her to the next yeah. level. And I do think maybe turning heel and being Tony Storm's like abused assistant would be yeah, a good thing Cause for Sky like, Blue. Because
1: you can do the whole all about Eve thing where she's like her assistant, but she's also like quietly plotting mm-hmm. to like take the spotlight yeah. someday. And, um,
0: I, and I also want the assistant to be somebody like Sky Blue that they're going to invest in mm-hmm. and use it to build, you know, as opposed to just, I mean, it could just be like somebody they're not going to, you Kira know, like Hogan. Kiera Hogan would be a good, uh, she'd be great. Or red velvet. Where the hell is red velvet? Where is she? Red velvet's got a lot of. She was like a young Sasha Banks. Not that Sasha Banks is there old. There are but so I mean, many like,
1: people that like. I feel like. I feel like since they got rid of Dark and Dark Elevation, there are so many people that like have we have not seen for a long yeah. time that now have way fewer opportunities. That would be great to see them in in a role like that. A lot of
0: them are on ROH, but it's just tough to. I watch. know,
1: and honestly, like you know who's built for this Tony Storm gimmick is fucking Stokely Hathaway.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like, he's
1: built to be part of this, and, like, he can't be there. So it's yeah. so it's such a bummer. But yeah. maybe Tony will go on ROH a maybe. couple times or something.
0: And I was almost going to say, like, Athena could replace her in the Outcasts because she fits with that group. But yeah. I also – I don't know that I just want uh, – like, Athena, I feel like she'd just be, like, leading her own group because she's not going to get – unless – if she's still the ROH Women's World Champion, then maybe. But she's going to just be like, I want that title. Yeah. She's not going to be like –
1: I miss the days of, like, seeing Athena and Emi Sakura fighting on Dark. Yeah. Because it was, like, they were so great together. Anyway, um, match of the week. Let's do it.
0: I There were a lot of great matches this week, but you know what? This might be maybe the first time. No. Is this the first time I've done this? I might have done it last week, but no, I don't think I did. Um, Gunther? versus Chad Gable for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. You know, I don't know if it was the best match of the week, but it was like a refreshing match in WWE cuz it was good. Chad Gable like got a nice spotlight and it was like they, you know, it was the last show before Gunther broke the record for the longest Intercontinental Championship reign in history, he broke the Honky Tonk Man's like 35-year record or whatever. Um so it's like, yeah, you got to squeeze a little bit more suspense cuz he could just pass it and be like, "Great." or on the last show before he breaks it you could he could have the danger of they did the same thing with the new day when they broke a previous tag team record tag team championship record and then they did it with the usos too so it's like um, you know you got to you got to milk something out of that and it's they did and it was a fun match chad Gable's family clearly was not told the result and his daughter was crying very hard um, if wwe shows put your family front row like if Really, like if, when I was younger, and I watched WWE this much, and my dad was a wrestler, and they put me in the front row, I'd be like, oh, shit, god damn it, <laughs> I'm gonna have to He's watch gonna- my dad get hurt. And it, with, with our with our age range, you know, it could have been during the Attitude Era, and it could be like, man, I'm about to get, I'd have to watch my dad get hit in the head with a chair seventeen times and yeah. get concussed. Um, and but, be
1: told to suck some guy's dick. Yeah, yeah. and then
0: everybody's gonna cheer yeah Uh, and then somebody's gonna piss on his face or something and then they're gonna sell t-shirts like piss Uh, piss face piss face anyway um but yeah it was honestly check it out i think the whole match is on youtube you know it's a it's a fun match um and i love seeing gunther get a, a spotlight as well it's just incredible that it's only because triple h is there that he's been able to just still be walter Cause otherwise, mm-hmm. if it was Vince, he'd be he'd have been yodeling months ago. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah. For mine, I picked Chris Statlander defeats Emmy Sakura. Mm-hmm. Like a four-minute match, <laughs> but, uh, but it was great. Emmy Sakura it was is really good. Bulletproof. I love Emmy Sakura. I I want to see her all the time. She mm-hmm. should be. In the roster, just like going, you know, she should just be one of the people that you see all the time because she's hilarious. She's mm-hmm. got a big character. She's a good wrestler. She's a hard hitting wrestler. Like this yep. match was like pretty hard hitting for being only four minutes and thirty seconds or whatever it yeah. was. I think um,
0: it was good for Chris Statlander too because yeah. she needed a match like that.
1: No, it was good. I was happy to see it because that's the kind of match that you would have seen on like Darker Dark Elevation. Yeah. Um, and you would have been like, this is a great match. It should be on dynamite. And it was,
0: yeah. So that's great. And, and you know, it's whenever you see Emmy Sakura it's like, even though she's not on the show a lot, you know, that that match is going to just be great mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I've never seen,
1: I've never seen Emmy soccer show up and been bored. Like every yep. time Emmy Sakura shows up, something happens where I'm like, oh my God, that's great. That's awesome. Um, she should
0: win the TBS title.
1: I mean, eventually, for sure. Because
0: it's all... The thing about the TBS title, too, is it's, like, it's the mid-card title for the women's roster. So, it's, like... it the, the thing that has sucked about it... Not sucked, but the thing that's been, like, a little frustrating about it is, like, Jade Cargill had, like, a year-and-a-half title reign where she didn't wrestle anybody on the roster because they didn't want her to just squash all of the regular women's yeah. roster. So, she would just face people that were, like, from Dark or, like, guest stars for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it didn't match... So like the title was basically sequestered for her into like, it wasn't even like you got a few matches like against Willow and stuff that were like character building for other people. So mm-hmm. it was, but it wasn't like this title where it was like a lot of people looked good in defeat. It was just yeah. like, she would squash people and never interact with like the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris Statlander, I think as much as I want her to have a long reign, I do want to start seeing a little bit more like turnover, more people getting an opportunity with this yeah. title. Cause it's not the world title for the women's roster. You know what I mean? No,
1: but Jade's back.
0: Jade is back. Jade Cargill returns,
1: and she's looking to to unseat Chris Statlander. It looks like. So. I would have
0: liked to have seen Jade come back and like, you know, I heard this theory. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine at least pitched this that she like confront she would confront the outcasts who were you know bashing AEW and all the AEW originals and saying they're better and they made women's wrestling because it would have made sense for her to come back and be like, excuse me. Like, I don't care about any of these other women, but, like, I built AEW. So, mm-hmm. if you're insulting AEW, you're insulting me. Yeah. And and also, it would make sense for her to be like, I don't care about the TBS championship anymore. I just want the Women's World Championship now. Like, I did mm-hmm. the TBS championship. But she's back. She's going after the TBS title again. It's yeah. fine. It'll be fun. I mean, the crowd was very excited for her. I was very excited to see her back. Um. And who knows? Maybe she'll go after Soraya at some point.
1: Maybe. Um. Okay. Outfit of the week?
0: I chose Roderick Strong. I think this is just his new costume. But... uh. He's got the glasses, the big, like, black rim glasses and the neck brace. And he wears the neck brace to the ring. And as soon as his match is over, they put the neck brace back on him. And he acts like – like, he wrestles the whole match normally. But then after it's over, he's like, oh, God, I need the neck brace. Uh, it's great. And so yeah. really A-plus stuff. And, he, like, they always, they do the pictures of him now in, like a, like, a polo shirt with the glasses and the neck brace. And it's just like he looks like such a dork. And it's so great.
1: I got to do everything CJ Perry's worn since she's come back because she's always looking really fashionable and cool Mm -hmm. and hot and flexible. Hot and flexible. Good for her. Uh, Nerd fantasy booking.
0: Okay, so I had two that I kind of wanted to do. You know what? I'll just do the one that's written here. I'll do the other one next week. Uh, I think I want to see a match, do it on collision, do it at Wrestle Dream. How about this, right? The next AEW pay per view. Juice Robinson versus Dalton Castle. Winner gets to keep their shared voice. Because those guys have the exact same voice. They both are sounding like this and they
1: they both scream <laughs> just never... And the one who loses has to talk normal.
0: Yes. I'm Juice Robinson. Or I'm the peacock Dalton Castle. You know, I they really have to do that. like the Dave Chappelle white guy voice, basically.
1: Um Okay, so my nerd fantasy booking, Mm -hmm. we're going, uh, after Grand Slam, Mm -hmm. we're going to go see a new promotion debuting in New York City Mm -hmm. called Sukeban, which is all Japanese women wrestling. And I would love it if Maki Ito crashed. I know she won't, and she shouldn't, because it's a new promotion, and she's got her own thing going on. But I just love Maki Ito. I like to see her. Um, It sounds like a promotion that she would thrive in. So um, I think that would be cool.
0: I think... That's absolutely possible. Because I think it is
1: too, but I think that like for their first show, I'd be surprised if it happened,
0: but maybe, but you know, I mean, when AEW had their first show, John Moxley showed up at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like you, you do want to build your own people, but a lot of times you need to rely yeah. uh, when you're building on, you know, existing stars and Maki Ito does have a lot of fans Uh, in the U S yeah I mean and she's a freelancer too she's not like tied to stardom or anything like that
1: oh yeah so uh, I mean if maki ito shows up I'll cry I may cry a little bit I'll cry a little bit okay that's it
0: that's it you know uh go out and watch some wrestling everybody have a good one Bye. bye